Hey guys, I hope you guys are all well and are all feeling blessed. Today I wanted to talk about sexual immorality because it is something that I have been thinking about lately and a few episodes back, probably more than a few, I was trying to understand what sexual immorality meant and why it is a sin, specifically homosexuality. But today I want to talk about sexual immorality as a whole because all I've seen, what I've mostly seen, I should say, when it comes to followers of Christ speaking on sexual immorality is them speaking on homosexuality and I guess pre-marital sex but even pre-marital sex hasn't always had the backlash or the this the same stigma as homosexuality if stigma is the correct word to use so you know I was exploring this and just really trying to understand why God would say that being homosexual is a sin. And I'm going to be so transparent in this podcast episode because that's all I can be, you know, that's all God wants me to be. So I have episodes speaking about my sexuality and I talk about how I said I was bisexual and then pansexual and now I just I said that I felt like I was just I'm just a lover so if I'm being honest when I reflect on how I felt about my sexuality I could never truly understand how I felt about loving women as someone perceived as a woman, you know, I am a female. I always used to say that I love women, but when it comes to sex, I was not interested in having sex with them. And in my head, I felt like that wasn't a bad thing because let's be real. I think if it was opposite where I said, you know, I I love having sex with women, but I I could never see myself loving them or being in a relationship with them. That would be, you know, seen as worse because then it appears that I'm sexualizing them and only seeing them as sexual objects. And I honestly just feel like me feeling like, well, I love women, but I don't really care to have sex with them was just me loving them for who they are, not truly wanting to be in relationships with them because I have not been in a relationship with a woman. I've dated women, yeah, but I've not been in any serious relationships with them. And I knew I would never I would never be in a serious relationship with a woman because I it just it never felt right for me. And in terms of men I knew that I I loved men too, 
it felt the same as women. So that's why I felt like, do you know what? I'm pansexual. And I was, of course, having sex with men and I was happy to have sex with men. But that was still sexual immorality. Because I was obviously having sex outside of marriage and also aside from like any religious context it was a sin because I see sin so I'm going to get into sin and the definition it was a sin because I was betraying my body giving my body away to people who didn't deserve it people who didn't respect me people who didn't prioritize love people who were only serving their flesh as I was only serving my flesh I was so involved in sin through having sex outside of marriage and with people who didn't love me. So the other day I was with my friends and my partner and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm straight. And it was a joke, but truthfully, from a worldly standpoint, I guess I am straight because I am with a man. I will be with a man for the rest of my life. I'm in love with a man. And I plan on creating a family with a man. And I have no desire to be with a woman, regardless of this relationship. And I used to say to my partner, like, way in the beginning, if I wasn't with you, I wouldn't. Like, if this didn't work out, I'm not going to date another man. I don't even have to think about that now because I just don't see myself without my partner, if I'm being honest. So with that realisation that, wow, like, I just have no desire to be with a woman, that's how I, you know, self-reflected and realised that the feelings I had for women in the past was just me trying to understand my love for people and how and struggling to compartmentalize is that the word (laughs) yeah um love and sexual desire and I was molested as a child and I was made to do sexual things with my cousins who were also girls and I believe that that definitely played a part in my sexuality and my sexual expression. And this is me being really honest. My sexual desires in terms of women, even though I didn't always act on them, I believe stemmed from the molestation and, you know, being exposed to female body parts as a child. So through my healing, which I I can confidently say, I believe I've healed from that trauma. Through healing that trauma, I've just come back to myself and I've found that I am not sexually attracted to women. I'm not sexually attracted to anyone. But hear me out. That doesn't mean that I am asexual. It just means that I am not a slave to my flesh. I am not attracted to people because 
I want to have sex with them. I am attracted to people because I love them. But I obviously have a different type of relationship with my partner than I have that than the relationship. Sorry, I don't know what I said. Than the relationship I have with others, and I am abstaining from sex currently with my partner, and it is serving us. And through this abstaining, I have looked at sex differently, and have truly seen that sexual immorality is beyond homosexuality. And I don't believe, I don't know that God has an issue with people loving the same sex. The sin is the sexual acts that take place in homosexual relationships. The same way there is sin in pre-marital relationships. There is sin in prostitution, in sex work, etc. Because these are all sins against your body. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 18 says, Run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. It truly is. When you participate in all these sexual sins, you aren't serving your body. You aren't serving the purpose that your body was created for. Now I'm going to go into sin because I think for most of them, I think we can um, even some close-minded people or people who don't truly understand God's message will understand that yeah I guess prostitution is a sin against your body because you are you know selling it etc but when it comes to homosexuality I guess people will be more sensitive towards that but we have to be honest you know as followers of Christ as spiritual beings having a human experience we have to be honest about the purpose of sex because it the the way the world is right now, sex has turned into something recreational. When, and I've even written articles talking about sex lightly as if it's just a a pleasurable act to be done for leisure, when it truly isn't. Sex is deeper than that. So my own definition of sin is to be without, to be living without, and. I believe the without is without God's grace, without um, connection to our highest being. So when we live in sin, we are cheating ourselves of being in the kingdom, of living our fullest potential as spiritual beings having a human experience. I came across an someone posted her name's the hood healer i'm gonna say her name she posted an insert from a book she's reading and she didn't highlight the paragraph about sin she was talking about something else but you can see that she's highlighted what sin means in this book and this book is the flowering of human consciousness by eckhart tolle 
Otol. I don't know how to pronounce his surname, sorry. And there is a Greek definition of sin. And it says, sin means to miss the mark as an archer who misses the target. So to sin means to miss the point of human existence. It means to live unskillfully, blindly, and thus to suffer and cause suffering. Now, that, for me, links to my definition of sin, to live without, to miss the mark of human existence, to miss the point of human existence. The point of human existence is to procreate and not only through bringing life, through through other ways as well, but one of the biggest ways we procreate as human beings is bringing life into the world if procreation in that way ended there would be no world as we know it you know people would um cease to exist and how can we procreate naturally through female and male sex right Now, aside from homosexuality, we'll get to that. You can still procreate outside of marriage. Having sex outside of marriage will still bring forth life. It is still sin, though. Because to... In my opinion, to deprive a child of a household where they can receive love from a divine feminine and divine masculine figure is living in sin and bringing a child into the world in sin as well. The child is born into sin. Because to just be, for me, having sex outside of a divine union, which is marriage, would mean that you're having sex for recreational reasons, which is living in sin, because that is not what sex was created for. Sex was created for pre procreation, sorry. Sex was created to bring life into this world in a divine union, in my opinion, Obviously, marriages break down, people divorce, but it is a process. It's not as easy as saying, do you know what, I have no ties to you, I'm going to walk away. The reasons why so many people have single-parent households... I grew up in a single-parent household, so this is no shade. The reasons why these things like single-parent households and um, feuds between, you know, co-parenting co-parents are happening is because of sin people on people are i don't i can't speak for years ago i didn't live in those times i'm sure i can look up studies but because we are in a day and age where it is being more normalized to the baby father and baby mother culture is running rampant in society is what i'm saying and that is because we are living in sin having sex for procreation i mean sorry 
that's what we should be doing we're having sex for recreational reasons and then on top of that people are not necessarily intending to get pregnant or to have children some people are truly shocked and are you know having these children for whatever reason you know they might not believe in abortion and i will touch on abortion to be honest they might not believe in abortion adoption whatever and they just have these children because now you know you you've you've gotten pregnant through having sex so the least you can do is you know take responsibility for your child but then they have these children and they don't love them their children because they didn't plan on having this child and it the child is an inconvenience and yes some people still try but the truth is because you've had this child in sin there are some limitations to the the love that you can give a child in my opinion and i know people will disagree i and i understand why people will disagree i see single parents all the time my mom's a single parent and i don't ever ever you know um what's the word i'm looking for i don't ever doubt that she loves me but i had a rocky childhood because my mother wasn't always the best mother and it was because she struggled as a single parent. And I know that, yes, you can still have a child in marriage and, you know, still be in a single parent household. I know. And it all comes back to having a relationship with God. I truly believe that if you and your partner have a relationship with God, that you will feel accountable to God and therefore you will look after your child. You will love your child because God says so. And if you are, I don't like the word God-fearing, but let's use it in this God in this context. If you are God-fearing man and woman, you are going to look after your child. You are going to love your child the same way that you should be loving everybody else. And you will understand the responsibility of being a parent. And you will be accountable for your actions because you had sex in your marriage and you understand what sex is is created for i really hope i'm making my point i mean i'm making my point for sure but i hope it, it's translating well those who get it get it you know <laughs> i'm not here to i'm over trying to be quote unquote politically correct or um you know, not trying to offend people because the truth is the truth. And Lord knows that I love people regardless of who they are. But I have to speak as I feel called to speak. And I felt called to speak about sexual immorality because it is running rampant in society. The English definition of sin is an immoral act considered to be a transgression against divine law. Divine law is if a man and woman or male or female have sex, they will create life. You cannot create life through a man and man having sex or a woman and woman having sex. Now, don't get my message misconstrued. I am not saying that loving the same sex is wrong. God wouldn't say that either. God is for love. The point of having a relationship with 
God and Jesus is to glorify love, is to spread more love in the world. That is the point of these relationships. It is not to fulfill your flesh, your the desires of your flesh to fulfill your worldly desires, which is sex. We do not have to have sex. Do you know that? We don't have to have sex. It does not need to be an essential part of your existence. If you are not in a divine union, especially, you you, you don't have to have it as part of your daily routine. Your daily routine should be speaking to God, conversing with God, praying to God, reading the word of God. God should consume so much of your time, not sin. And to elaborate on homosexuality, I do believe it is a sin to be homosexual. And not by just loving the same sex, like I said, by acting on the homosexual desires of the flesh having same-sex sex. To be in a homosexual relationship where you are having sex is to go against divine law. It is a sin. And to be sinning is to deny yourself of the kingdom of you know, the glory of God, which, you know, procreation is glorifying love. So I meant to say glorifying God, but God is love. You know, procreation is glorifying God because you are, you are bringing more love into the world, especially if you nurture that child to, to have the spirit of Jesus like you do. You are definitely glorifying God's name. And I don't doubt that there are homosexual people who feel happy and feel content with where they're at in life. And, you know, when I started reading the Bible again, I tried my best to not have to really take in homosexuality as a sin because, you know, I felt, I once felt a part of the LGBTQ plus community. And as someone who loves people, I never wanted to feel like I was ostracizing people of the kingdom of God. And, you know, now being one of those people who, you know, have a relationship with God and, and, you know, kind of um, condemn those who are doing what you once did, even though in, there's loads of things that um, queer women do that I didn't do. So they still live a different life to me. But the point is, I once felt as if I truly did um, have romantic feelings for women. And not everyone's story is going to be the same where they... Um, are attracted to women because they were abused of course not you know there is there is um this running narrative that even like gay guys are gay because they were abused I don't think that's the case I can't 
I, I can't tell you why people are gay. I can't. I mean, I can tell you. You know, there's, I can think of a few reasons, but that's not the point of this podcast episode. Maybe I'll. I'm not afraid to talk about it. Maybe I will. But I just want to wrap up this podcast episode by saying that. Oh, okay. There's. I have another um, definition actually. It's it's still the Greek definition, but just translated differently. So sin is a failure on the part of a person to achieve his true self-expression and to preserve his due relation to the rest of the universe. And you guys can think about that because I've already, you know, spoken a lot about what I believe sin is. And I feel like that definition also um speaks to what i was saying but um sexual sin is not just what homosexual people do we do it all the time we've i've done it most of my adult life and it's it stopped this year and you know in my relationship we are growing so much in love through prioritizing our spirit over our flesh and I get it I get it so much and I'm so glad I get it you know when couples you know talk about you know their relationship with God and how they abstain to get closer to God and to glorify God's name through their marriage I finally get it and I'm so happy and feel so privileged to to be at this place in my life because I don't think that everyone would get here and um I just hope that for any person listening to this, whether you are, you know, homosexual or non-spiritual, religious or whatever, that you can listen to this podcast with an open mind and truly understand what I'm trying to say or truly try to understand what I'm trying to say and maybe give reading the Bible um, a go and try to read it from an open mind rather than a a worldly, um, constricted mind where you are taking things as you've always known them. Try to read the Bible as a um, a self help book that is 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 metaphors rather than literal um, events. You know, Jesus didn't literally get nail to a cross that's all i'm gonna say thank you guys so much for listening i hope you guys enjoy this video oh my gosh i keep saying that (laughs) sorry guys i hope you guys enjoy this podcast episode and i will speak to you guys next week with love shania